You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Recite in the name of your Lord who created. Created man from a clinging substance. Recite, and your Lord is the most generous. Who taught by the pen. Taught man that which he knew not. No, but indeed, man transgresses. Because he sees himself self-sufficient. Indeed, to your Lord is the return. Have you seen the one who forbids a servant when he prays? Have you seen if he is upon guidance or enjoins righteousness? Have you seen if he denies and turns away? Does he not know that Allah sees? No, if he does not desist, we will surely drag him by the forelock. A lying, sinning forelock. Then let him call his associates. We will call the angels of hell. No, do not obey him, but prostrate and draw near to Allah. جو رحمان اور رحیم ہیں پڑھو اے نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اپنے رب کے نام کے ساتھ جس نے پیدا کیا جمے ہوئے خون کے ایک لوتڑے سے انسان کی تخلیق کی پڑھو اور تمہارا رب بڑا کریم ہے جس نے قلم کے ذریعے سے علم سکھایا انسان کو وہ علم دیا جسے وہ نہ جانتا تھا چھیانوے نمبر سورت قرآن حکیم کی نائنٹی سکس سورہ آف قرآن سورہ علق Um, reflections with your host Zubair Akram and my guest Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Uh, this is episode 6 of the uh, uh, discussion around Surah Alaq and today inshallah we're going to focus on these five ayahs direct uh, where I will try to understand um, on your behalf with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad uh, that what these ayahs mean and how they connect with each other uh, to give us a meaning which is relevant for us Uh, for our lives and also understand why these ayahs um, you know the, why these ayahs were revealed in the order they were revealed and what 
it meant to Prophet ﷺ when they were uh, given to him through Jibreel ﷺ. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan. Ahlan wa sahlan wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So, yes, uh, yesterday, um, Alhamdulillah, reflections ended with Tadaruj. And Tadaruj, you know, what Don was, uh, I was involved in some software development last three years, four years. And then there is this um, whole discipline called incremental approach, where, you know, the, the software development cycle has gone through many phases. And the latest one is incremental, where you divide the whole thing into small tasks, small modules, and they become almost like a bolt-on modular approach that you keep developing one and it becomes a standalone thing, which is good in itself. But when you add another module to it, it becomes bigger, it swells, and it becomes a huge thing, which becomes more and more useful. But each thing in itself is also quite useful. Yes, yeah, like white labeling, it's, it's unique in itself. Yeah, It's, it's unique in itself. Uh, mm. Small modules. Uh, and it's like breaking it down, uh, chopping an elephant in, into pieces so it becomes, you can chew it properly. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, for, for a lion in the jungle. Okay. So that's, I think the Daruj in software terms is incremental. Would that be fair to say? I'm not a software developer, but I know you can white label um, portions of, of code because I know that from yeah, yeah. working on, on, on websites and speaking to developers. Yeah. So, yes, the thing is, is that not what you expect? You, you wouldn't expect anything else. Like you, I mean, that's mimicking creation, mimicking um, the sun of, of creation itself. Like natural laws are based on human, human knowledge is based on incremental um, advancements. Like mm. The PhD, if you think of a PhD, PhD essentially your doctorate and how that is done is that you have to provide something that's building upon something that somebody did before you, but doing something slightly more. So incrementally mm. increasing knowledge on one small aspect of something we knew about prior to this. So everybody's in a sense, they say famously building on the shoulders of giants mm. and, um, Essentially, in, in Islamic civilization, that, that's what we have been taught to do. Like, we build upon the the, the the way of the Salaf. And the Salaf built a kind of foundation for us to understand faith, but also to, how to interact with natural law and and the world. And so Tadaruj is just something that, if you reflect over creation, like the fact that Allah is Al-Khaliq, Allah is the only... Shay, and in fact, Abu Hanifa has this whole discussion whether you can call Allah a Shay a thing, and he says yes, you can because you know it's mentioned as much in the Quran. But anyway, that's a side point. Um, there's nothing that does not fall within the incremental process except Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He is a Samad al Awwal al Akhir. He's unique. He's al Wahid al Ahad. Wahid and Ahad means uniquely one, uniquely. Himself, Subhanahu wa Taala, meaning Him's not in a gendered sense, but in a in a sense of entity, being, and existence. So, the Daruj, you have to it to be have any success in the world. You have to you have to do the Daruj, whether it's worldly, in a worldly sense, or 
on in the world for akhira sense in other words doing it mm. for hereafter you know the prophet mm. he said be careful of extremism in your faith extremism is one day you're 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 in the light club the next day you you put a false beard beard on you go into the mosque with all the scent and all, you turn so quickly that you'll turn back like it's like a yo-yo mm. like the, mm. the, if you move out of something you move into it very quickly that's why the prophet said that that the, that the khawarij who are the people that excommunicate people will leave islam even as the as the arrow leaves its bow and goes to the prey it just disappears and so tadarruj is really important in our day-to-day -day lives there's nothing like if you're studying for exams and i know people are starting to to revise for exams you have to, it's, to, it's all about tadarruj and when i used to study in in, in i was doing my exams in syria I, I didn't study for the, far, the the last, you know, the six, a week before the exam, I didn't study. Hmm. So the exam's happening and we have, basically from the time the classes stopped to the exams was like a week. And that hmm. week I wouldn't do any exam, study for the exam because I knew that Tadaruj meant that I had, to had a, I had to have a weekly program where by the end of the final class, a day after that, I was ready for an exam for the whole year. Because mm -hmm. that's the that's the way that my mind works, and that's the way that Allah has created creation. And so you'll find mm -hmm. that Allah is always going to be called Al Khaliq, you know, the one that creates, and the one that creates decides how they create. Nobody else, nobody else creates. We make, we innovate, we mm -hmm. um, tweak, we do copy we innovate? and paste. No, we, we innovate, meaning we we come up with things like the, the wheel, for example. You come up with technologies mm -hmm. you build you take the building blocks of natural laws gravity force light speed all these things and bring them together to create nuclear fusion you do you create aircraft you create micro technologies you're using the 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 the, the cellular things that have been created for you by Allah like you're talking about code you're using mm -hmm. them to then make something that is innovative but essentially you're choosing, like going to a supermarket and choosing ingredients. You're not creating anything. You're just choosing. Mm -hmm. And you're being clever and, um, you know, mutqin, you know, precise and, and efficient in putting things together so that they work in a certain way. So you said mutqin. Mutqin, like being efficient, proficient, being, doing something really well. You know, mutqin mm -hmm. is to like, you know, research and development. You make, if it doesn't work, mm -hmm. you try again, you try again, you tweak it, you, you know, you, with everything in life, you do it. It's nothing that we have except that that's what you do. And so Surah Iqra, I think, um, you're talking about Tadarruj. The, the chapter itself is is really telling us that every this whole story of the Prophet is going to be one of Tadarruj. It's going to be one of a gradual process of growth, gradual process mm -hmm. of change, gradual process of him taking the community through change and doing it through his akhlaq, his his, his character, noble character, Sallallahu and this is why Allah says, "Iqra' bismi Rabbika ladi khalaq." And and mm -hmm. in that, you know, I, I didn't actually mention it, but now you've mentioned it, it actually came to my mind that when Allah says, you know, when you have a um, you have a jumla, um, you know, have a salat al-mausul, which in Arabic is "Alladhi khalaq," the one that created. Mm -hmm. Read in the name of your Lord. Okay, that's enough. We know what that is. I explained it previously. "Alladhi khalaq" is like a is 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 like a phrase which um regulates and explains a very very important aspect of what is going to be conveyed here it is he and he alone that has the quality to create mm 
So read in the name of your Lord. And what, what is it about this Lord that we need to know about? Is that he has this unique capacity to create. And look at how he's creating. He can create without tadarruj if he chooses. But in creation, he creates through tadarruj. Like he created Adam without tadarruj. He created the Prophet Isa والسلام, in, a, in a sense through tadarruj and not through tadarruj. He can do anything. So what we're with him is re recite is, in the name of your Lord who has the capability of creating. No, who is unique in his capacity to create. Because why is it being mentioned? It's only being mentioned because it will give you an insight into a Rabb, which is special to Allah himself. This is going to be a special mm. name. Al-Khaliq is a name that you cannot use for anybody else. Mm. You know, even mm. in a metaphorical sense, because creation means to bring something. Bidu, and they, 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 they have actually a, a terminology for it. Biduni, mithlin sabiq, without a prior, prior example. You know, without something that was prior to it that you copied. And that is going to say, okay, you have to recite in the name of Allah because this is a special type of key through which you'll be able to do something you could never do, which is to read and recite, and you're an unlettered prophet. And so mm -hmm. Al-Khaliq is the one that creates, has mm -hmm. the capacity to create, first of all, and also he can create without prior form, but nobody else has that quality. So, you know, Khalq itself is, is one of these qualities that um, is a unique quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it ind indicates this quality that we have to copy which is of the Darruj and the Prophet is being, is, is being kind of pushed towards this understanding that Allah is the creator but you cannot create you have to use this form of the Darruj you have to do this gradual process of, of uh, inculcating yourself with the revelation and mm. what will come up so, so, is so, so there is a contrast so the mm. Khalaq is not the Darruj Khalaq mm. Doesn't require any tadaruj. You know, kun fayakun. Yeah. and it happens. If Allah wants a thing to happen, He says, say, all He has to do is say, be and it is. That's yeah. Allah's prerogative. But look at how God creates creation. It's through tadaruj. Mm -hmm. so why is that? There's a paradox. The paradox is to teach us that we have to use tadaruj. If you want to be use successful mm -hmm. in dunya and akhirah, you want to have successful software company. You want to get to paradise. You want to vie with the, the awliya to get to the highest planes of paradise. The mm. you, you, so It's almost like what Stephen Covey says, um, start with the end in mind. Yeah, start with the end in mind. Yeah, but and then build towards it. Yeah, so th then there are building blocks because you yeah, know absolutely. where you want to get. Absolutely. And to this day, I've never thought of anything that I wanted to do except that I'd had that thing and I... I and then I had to plan the steps and I got there. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. So you, you do everything twice, once in your mind and once in actuality. Mm -hmm. And once you've done it in your mind, you know where you need to be mm -hmm. and then you plan out the steps. But you don't always know the steps. But in this ayah, is there an indicator of this approach of life? Well, the indication is of tadarruj, is that if Allah is unique and the one that is the, the Rabb, due to him being the Khaliq, who can create with that prior um, form, then if he's your Rabb, you cannot take the qual that quality on of doing everything all in one go. <clears throat> if he's unique and is worshipped because of that quality, you have to do the opposite, which is to worship and to, to take this process of 
the opposite, which is to look at how God has created things. How has God made things happen, make, made, made things work? How has he allowed mm. things to be successful in creation? How has he taught the Prophet Sallallahu over 23 years, as we'll see, the whole revelation will take a, a full generation to to be implemented and inculcated within the heart of the Prophet Ali Salatu Wasalam. That's a massive lesson for it. If you want change, it's, it's this that you don't see the initial struggles. Like you see somebody being able to do something amazingly, you don't see him dropping and slipping and falling at the beginning of the journey, like a sports person or an amazing writer. You don't see all the mistakes at the beginning. You see the finished accomplishment of the person at the podium doing something. You think, wow, that is amazing. You've not seen all the struggles. The tadarud, mm -hmm. you haven't seen the steps. The, 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 the staircase that that person climbed sometimes longer than other people's staircase. You've not seen that. And so mm -hmm. this, this, the first verse is, you know, whatever aspect you look at it, because it's the first verse of the Quran, it is setting up. A blueprint, I, I believe, for the whole of the the, the revelation. The whole revelation is within this um, initial verse, setting out your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most important names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also within this will come Allah bringing to the Prophet's imagination the names of Allah, like he brought the imagination to the to mm -hmm. names, the names of Allah to Adam alayhi salatu wa salam. You know, that Allah taught Adam all the names. Now the Prophet is being now, you know, brought into this sacred sphere of prophets who are being taught the names of Allah. Al-Rabb, Al-Khalik, Al-Kareem, Al-Alim. Mm. These are going to be names that come up in the, within the first couple of verses. I'm, I'm keen to kind of, sorry, jump on to verse 3, but after obviously we've spoken about verse 2. Mm. Now, the first one is Khaliq, and mm -hmm. the third verse is Akram, uh, and I want to kind of understand that. But before we go on to the Khalaq al insana min alaq, created man from a clot of blood. Now, yeah, see, there the, is. I mean, think of that. The is. second verse is exactly because I, I just I was just reflecting on the the fact Allah Khalaq, which is the Silat al Mausul, and that kind of grammatical issue. And in Balagha, that has a lot of that has a lot of weight. If you actually know your Arabic language well, that has so much weight. There's a reason for that being there, in the mm -hmm. weights there. But then right away it tells you it just opens it all up. Yeah. So God is the one that created, and you cannot create. So this is bring, bring the uniqueness of Allah to the fore. Min alaq. So alaq is is a one of the stages of creation, and the creation that God does is through stages. Yeah. So why is God is made the most, most basic stage? It's, it's I mean, Allah. it's a very look. If you wanted, if God wanted to praise Himself, He would have said, "Alladhi khalaqa Adam, shabahin." You know, you had an, a, a parallel universe with another recitation, "Alladhi khalaqa Adam min duni shabahin," or something. Hmm. No, that would destroy the Arabic rhetoric and the power of the Quran, because the whole point is Allah is saying, "I'm the Khalik, you cannot." Copy me, I can do anything I want, but still I'm doing it through stages. So these stages unknown, unknown. So there is so there is this there is this debate, not debate, there's this understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a sunnah which he doesn't break. He doesn't break his pre-announced processes that he has given us knowledge of, that he does it through a process and he doesn't break that process. Mm -hmm. 
Is this the correct understanding? Yes, in the Quran. You will not find any change in the creation of Allah. But that's mm. through the way that God wants us to work. That's mm. through the way that's the way that you know this is going to happen. You jump off a cliff, you know what the Sunnah of Allah is going to be in that situation. If mm. you're it's like Ibn Khaldun, we talked about civilizations, because we talk about Iqra and civilizations. He says the way that civilizations rise and fall is through a very simple process, a sunnah, which is hard times, it's very famous, hard times creates strong leaders, strong leaders create good times, good times create weak leaders, weak leaders create bad times. Halum mm majar, -hmm. And then you just wash and repeat. <laughs> the bad times create good leaders, good leaders create good times, good times create bad leaders, bad leaders create bad times, wash and repeat. It's a sunnah. This is the way you will not find any in any situation that that is not the case. If you look at um, human civilization and empires, same thing. Look at America at its pinnacle in the previous century is now headlong into self-destruction. You know, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, leave aside eco economy because economy follows the human beings that inhabit a place. If if the fabric of society is 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 atrophied and failed, and is self-destructing, the family unit is self-destructing. Then, you know, that's it. That's what Ibn Khaldun is talking about. And before that, it was the Dutch, it was the English, it was the, it was the the Belgians, it was the French, and it was you know this is a cyclic thing. This is a cyclic thing. And before that, it was the Muslims. And so oh, yeah. that's an amazing says, thing. The Arab. Iqbal says, umam kya hai? Ah. Sana awal, That's ah. what he said. How amazing. Same thing. Same thing. Umam kya hai? Yes, sana awal, yeah, the, 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 let me tell you about how the civilizations rise and fall. The mm -hmm. elevated at the beginning and, and the and the dregs at the end. Rise and yeah. fall. So it's a sunnah. I mean, everybody recognizes it. But the thing is, Allah is telling the Prophet this. And as Imam Muhammad, uh, Muhammad al-Ghazali, very famous Egyptian Azhari scholar, passed away, rahimahullah, um, a couple of decades ago. You know, outstanding scholar with insights. He talked about Iqra, Bismi Rabbika ladhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq. So he's, he was talking about, okay, Allah mentions this issue of alaq, which is the, the clot. The clot hmm. is... Well, why why is the clot being mentioned right at the beginning of a, a biological um, entity, which is so kind of in some way grotesque? You know, if you want to say a clot of blood, like why? Mm. Because blood is nudges, it's grotesque from that perspective, mm. which is why you have mm. to wash wash it, or for prayer and all the rest of it. Why is it being mentioned here? And he says, look, the Prophet has been taught many things amongst those is what I've mentioned, but he mentions that the alaq is brought to the Prophet's attention because. Human beings know the 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 um, the fragility of the alaq, of the fetus. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing essentially in human conception as fragile as the fetus. You know, within the womb, the mother of the womb, but in and of itself, by itself, it's 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 has no strength. It's it's it feeds from somewhere else. It's housed mm -hmm. in a place where it doesn't decide decide. It has no choice in coming into into the world at all. It's the it's the it's the it's a male and female that come together to make it. Even if you, um, you know, steal somebody else's, you know, you have whatever the, the current situation is with surrogacy mm -hmm. and all the rest of it. But essentially, it has no choice, no volition, no ikhtiyar, nothing. And mm -hmm. it's in a womb where it can 
be viable or it cannot be viable, unfortunately, sometimes. And so why is Allah telling the Prophet this? It, he says it's an indication of his his life. The alaq hmm. is the Prophet And the, the, the Prophet is feeling vulnerable, weak, is feeling fragile, it is, is, is manifesting the same qualities you would imagine are felt by if you were to create an, a kind of personification of the fetus, the fetus is feeling like who's going to protect me? But then what does God create for the fetus? He creates the womb, which is this, this, this insulated, pure place which provides a residence, which provides sustenance, which provides safety. And Allah will protect the fetus. And, and in a sense, what Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being told is through the of your life, you will go through this process of coming to strength and birth, but it will have to happen through stages and it will have to happen despite the fact that you feel vulnerable and will at certain points feel frail and insignificant in relation to what's around you. And this is what happens. The Prophet makes the announcement and the Quraysh attack him and his companions. He is fought and and, and chased to Medina al-Nawara. He is chased down in the city itself, attacked four times with massive armies while they're in the city of Medina al-Nawara. At moments, you know, like Khandaq is like, for me, is like the alaq, the feeling of the Muslim community as a whole in Medina al-Nawara being attacked by the Ahzab, you know, and, and no chance of attacking except to just rec retreat into a city and pray to Allah. That's the kind of vulnerability we're talking about. And the mm -hmm. Prophet is being told that Allah, wallahu ya'asimuka nasi that God will protect you from people in the same way that the womb has been protected, in the, way, in the same way that the child, the womb protects the fetus, sorry. That's exactly what's going to happen. The sunnah of Allah, that even as nature is through this tadarruj, human right, human projection, human progress, spiritual progress, the development and inception of an idea, all of this goes through the same stage. And I was listening to a podcast about seed funding yesterday. Mm. Um, you know, companies getting seed funding. It was a podcast. And and one of, the, one of the presenters was saying, like, when a person pitches to get funding for a project they're doing, they're like, I mean, what I was thinking at that moment is that that person's like a, a fetus. The investors would either say, you know, like Dragon's Den, you know, get lost. It's a stupid idea. Yeah. The fragility of being reliant upon somebody else's opinion is extreme fragility. Mm. And then the Prophet mm. Ali is, is putting out the message. He's saying, you have to testify there's no God but Allah, the, the true creator, sustainer. And he's putting, he's pitching it to the Quraysh. And these are the dragons. I mean, metaphorically, the dragons. The Prophet is going to the dragon's den to pitch an idea, which is an idea that he has taken for us throughout the, the prophetic civilizational um, method. And he's Repitching it to people that keep forgetting, mm -hmm. and this is our, our task. I mean, as Muslims, this is our task to repitch an idea which actually has a massive market, has ama amazing growth potential, is a multi-billion, um, you know, uh, you know, hasanat venture, and we just need people to click. Yeah, people do need some spiritual nourishment. People do need to know how to how to register and to how to you know allow communities to live in unison with each other and have some kind of natural um, sanity within their relationships and how they deal with other people, the environment, themselves and nature. People do need that. 
Hmm. And the Prophet is pitching that essentially because he'll pitch Tawheed and then he'll pitch the whole idea of worshipping and then the idea of worshipping as a community, of being God conscious as a community. And then he will pitch the idea later on within Nawar of the fact there's certain rules you have to, we talked about yesterday, there's certain rules that you have to follow. Commerce, trade, inheritance, marriage, divorce, all these things. He'll pitch them because this is in your interest, the darraj. Like to bring a child into, into the world, you, you don't just copulate in the street and imagine and, and wait for the, the, the woman to give birth nine months later and, and throw the child in the street. You know, subhanAllah, you, there's a whole tadaruji, there's a whole society. This is why the Af African proverb, it takes you know, a, a couple to create a child, but it takes a whole village to create a, you know, create a human being. Everybody, you need a whole infrastructure. Tadaruj, you have to have civilization, family structures, um, safety, security, <coughs> and so on. So this is an amazing, I mean, uh, you know, chapter, if you, the more you go into it. Uh, coming up, uh, Reflections with Sheikh Razwan Muhammad. We are just about to have an ad break. And after this break, I'm going to ask Sheikh uh, how we understand Alaq is Prophet What's the metaphor? What's the analogy? How do we map this? Uh, a bit more on that after this ad break, inshallah. Ready Ramadan, uh, Reflections uh, with your host, Zubair, and my guest, Sheikh Razwan Muhammad. Um, just before the break, we were discussing the second ayah of Surah Alaq. Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq. And Sheikh made a comment. Alaq is metaphorically meant, Prophet in this one. Sheikh, is that correct? Yeah, so am I live? Yeah. Yes, we are live, yes. Okay, it's just a video, the, the slides on. So I'm just thinking if we're live, so. Inshallah, yes. So Alaq, I did kind of mention that Alaq is um this is actually not myself, you know, you know, you know, one of the the um the, the acts of charity in in Elam is to re relate to what relate what you've you've got for to back to where it was. It was Muhammad al-Ghazali, the great um Azhari um Sheikh mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. from the Ikhwan and Muslimin an amazing thinker. Yeah. He has this, I think is if I remember correctly, I read it was in his Fiqasira. So Fiqh Sirah is his book on how to understand the Sirah at a deeper level. It's not just what happened, when, and who did what. It's more about the aspect of um, you know, reflecting upon the Sirah and what's the impact of the Sirah itself. And so the reason why it's you know the the metaphor is given to the Prophet, and, and I think he's the only he's the first person that actually mentioned this. I've never read it in that way. And it's very rare to have insights like this from scholars in the past, because somebody actually yesterday asked me. Sheikh, what's the most impactful book, you know, apart from the Quran, that really had an impact on you in Arabic? Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the way that a book that you read has an idea or something, and there was very little I could think of, because Islamic scholarship has always been about, um, you know, um, discipline of studying sciences. So fiqh is everything is, and usul. I said usul al-fiqh, Imam Ghazali al-Mustasfa is the most perfect book I've you know, and, and I understand to have been written because of the way it's formed, explaining a very difficult topic. But mm. these kind of interesting points, very rarely do you have that in Islamic history. You know, apart from mm. in some, uh, you know, tafsir works where they have isharat, they talk about their, their the, the kind of insights they get. And so this is from Muhammad al-Ghazali, and he he makes mm. the, the, the kind of comparison of weakness that the Prophet will have and his feeling of frailty, and that is exactly what the alaq is. And, and 
Allah is essentially telling him, look, the alaq, do you not see it's being supported? And then mm -hmm. Allah is going to then reveal to the Prophet, and much later, you know, was he going to reveal to the Prophet Ali Salatu Wasallam that um Wallahu Ya'asim will come in and nest. God will protect you from people. Relax. There's no point in worrying because God has given you the message and God will promulgate it and push it out. That's the whole process. And so I think what's um interesting about this is that is the, you have to get into the mind and, and the spirit of the Prophet to understand that's what he's gonna he's gonna understand. Mm. This is not me saying this is not my observations of it. This is what I'm seeing. The Prophet when he was reflecting and doing tadabbar of this. You know, because the Quran says, Do not reflect on the Quran or their heart sealed. Do you not think the Prophet is at the forefront of people that does tadabur? He is the king of the people that does tadabur. Is he not thinking of that period when the revelation stops and these five or so verses are re resonating in his being through every cell of his body? Do you not think he's thinking, Why did Allah say, Why these all these things, created man. And remember, man here is human. Yeah. But you know, in Arab, Arabic, um, there's a kind of qaida which is, you know, al-kamil. You know, if you if you if you make use of a word, what you intend, unless you you say otherwise, you intend its most perfect example. Mm -hmm. And the most perfect example of a human being is the Prophet and so that is directly critical, you know, <clears throat> in that way for the Prophet it's, he is. You know, many scholars have written about the Prophet as being al-insan al-kamil, the perfect mm -hmm. human being. And so, we know God created the mankind, human beings, in general from an alaq. But this, because it's the Prophet being referred to in his own deep spiritual sense, he's understanding it. From that perspective, his mind is going towards the fact: Why alaq? Mm -hmm. For me, as Muhammad ibn Abdullah, now being given the revelation, why alaq? It's because He's been given tasalli that he's going to have to go through this process of tadarud, which is he's going to have a period of distance from the revelation. As you know, there's a whole period when the Prophet stops getting revelation and he's, he feels grieved by this. That's part of the the, 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 the the growth and the spiritual growth growth of this person, that he will have to feel the, the darkness of that, you know, the darkness of feeling that he's being neglected or rejected. Or there's something that's wrong with him. This is the quality of great people, which is when something goes wrong, they don't look to other people. They look to themselves and see what have they missed out. And this is, you know, this is one of the, um, you know, uh, you know, this actually comes up later. Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq. Iqra wa rabbuka al-akram. Kareem. So then the next you know, word that comes up is Karim. Karim is an, an amazing word in Arabic because it indicates this, you know, in Arabic, it comes from karam, which is like grapes. It's something mm. that gives nourishment. Sheikh, Sheikh, sorry, sorry, before we go on to that, right? Just want to, just for my own summary in my own head and people who are listening. So this is Surah Alaq, uh, Surah 96 of Quran um, mm -hmm. with uh, Sheikh Razan Muhammad reflecting on it uh, in, in program reflections, this podcast. So there is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, read in the name of Khaliq, in the name of your Lord who has the, not just the capacity, his sublime quality of creation. 
So read because he is the creator. In, in his name, he is the creator. And not just this, he has created insan, which I understand. Insan, insan kamil, Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, min alaq, uh, from a clot of blood. And this is how he alayhi salatu wasalam, felt when he received this revelation. This is how I have to understand it because he is receiving it. Because I'm talking about yeah. from not me reading it from a mushaf with all the commentaries and, you know, and then the whole Quran having been revealed. I'm saying the psychological, spiritual state of the Prophet is that he's, he has to think. If you imagine you're given this, yeah. you know, imagine, no, they'll give you examples. You fall in love with somebody, you know, and then they send you a cryptic message and they don't contact you for another two weeks. Are you mm -hmm. not going to read through every cryptic term word in that message thinking what could they have meant? Yeah, what's the actual meaning? What's, what's, absolutely, what's, what's, so this is natural. This is absolutely natural. This is how the Prophet would have felt because we know the anguish he held felt at this point in his um, his 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 kind of being um, chosen for prophecy. And so, hmm. what he's going to be told is God is going to protect you from people, and he's going to he's going to be told, look, read, because your Lord, guess what? Guess guess what the name is going to be here is Karim. Karim is hmm. you know you know this. Yeah, Akram is like, it's a fascinating thing because the Prophet Ali Salatu Wasalam, um, he, he said that, you know, we shouldn't call uh, a great tree Kareem because he said this is the believer. But Karam mm. is a word the Arabs use for grapes. And the thing about grapes is, the reason why they use it for grapes is, in fact, this is really surprising because we all think that dates are the most perfect fruit. But there's something about grapes which is makes them kareem, which is generous, which is with, with dates. I remember my father came to Tareem in, in Hadramaut to meet me when I was like on my <clears throat> suffering from kidney stones and all this kind of stuff. And he insisted on coming out and he came, Yar you know, like 50 <laughs> degrees. And he was never, he'd never felt that heat. He's lived in Karachi as a, as a policeman mm -hmm. in Karachi. And he's, you know, and he came, look, where have you ended up? Because he was worried. So, mm -hmm. He, you know, when I got a bit better, we went, we were walking and he looked at all the date palms and it's so difficult to get the dates. And the people in Tarim don't actually harvest the dates because they get money from their depend, their dependents are in Saudi Arabia sending money over. So they don't even, it's difficult to get grapes. You have to climb up. Hmm. But with grapes, and I was in Maliha, it's in the outskirts of Wota in Damascus. And we had a, we rented a, I rented a room and it was in the, in the courtyard, there was grapes, you know, suspended in summer because there was a kind of a, a kind of net built by the landlord and we would just have grapes we just pick them up we like we could just take our hands and take a grape and eat it it's so easy mm. and the prophet said that is the believer mm. and at this point allah is teaching the prophet ali salatu that the one that is asking you to read is not going to make it difficult for you if you try mm. do you know like this is easy you know when you break your fast you take a date Date is um, complex sugars. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, date. A grape is not great. A grape is much more, you know, kind of, you know, kind of simple in its in its makeup. It's easy to, you know, consume. Mm -hmm. And this is, despite the fact that you think you're you're frail like an alaq, and you think you cannot convey this message, read, because indeed, because Allah is repeating the word read. Because God is saying, read the name of your Lord who created, created man from a clot of flesh. 
read yeah. and your Lord is generous. If God Kareem. had said, read and your Lord is magnanimous, that, that was it, that'd be indicating that you're going to have to struggle even in the reading. But Allah says, لا تحرك لسانك Do not overburden yourself in trying to read the Quran. Relax. Because this thing, everything will be difficult, but not the recitation, not the revelation, not you being able to collect it and memorize it and protect it. That is not going to be difficult. That is going to be easy because it's going to be like consuming grapes. So this is, the thing about the Prophet that he's been told also is when he's taught this whole idea of karam is that Allah is not the opposite of that. You know, the opposite of karim would probably be la'im. It's the one that constantly is making things difficult mm -hmm. is the one that is undercutting somebody and this mm -hmm. is why the believer is always al-kareem the, the believer is always the one that shows generosity shows understanding shows clemency and it's not la'im which is the person that attacks and condemns i mean i was talking yesterday about this whole incident you talked about you mm -hmm. asked me about it's the same thing the moment that that becomes the the the, the, the disposition of a person me myself as a as a, a scholar or a Muslim, I just turn away because that is not the the constituent qualities of the Prophet Ali It's not the way that the Prophet Ali was in any situation. And so there's so much being pushed out in this whole quality of you know these first three or so, or so verses, mapping out tarbiyah, mapping out the way that civilization should be incubated. You know, incubation mm -hmm. of civilization is in this in these initial chapters. The whole idea of human frailty and how to overcome that is here in these chapters. The whole تخلق بأخلاقillah to inculcate within yourself some of the qualities that Allah has of, of generosity and and nobleness and and care. All these are in the the first chapters, he, and he's being taught the names of Allah, even as Adam alayhi salatu wasalam was being. You know, brought into the hall of fame of prophets. The Prophet is being brought into the hall of fame of prophets by being given the one thing that prophets are given, which is the names of Allah, which is revelation, essentially. You know, the Quran, if you think about it, it's like a net which is built around these nodes, which are the names of God Allah, Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim, Al Adil, Al Qari, Al, al Qawi. So these basically, all... we understand the entire universe through the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we everything understand. is a manifest, everything in some ways is a manifestation. manifestation of yeah, him, so, the um, Almighty. Through his some names, the, through his attributes. Yeah, so some of the names are just indicating what only Allah has, which is yeah. Al-Khaliq, Al-Bari, Al-Musawwir. And but we can... Kareem, Kareem is for us as well. Yeah, and then there's art, other ones which we are we share in. Sami and Basira. We're hearing, mm. we're seeing, we have a limited amount of knowledge, we have insight, we have generosity, we have mercy, compassion, justice, venge vengefulness. We have... Um, the ability to constrict other people through our your our oppressive behavior, Pause. and we have the ability to expand them and make them at ease. Basis. And which is what the Prophet used to do. The Prophet, certain people, he would constrict them, you know, and certain people he would make them feel at ease. You know, like the woman, the person who came to the Prophet was and sat and started shaking in his presence, and he said to, to the person, "Hawin alik," you know, relax. Because I'm 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 the the son of a woman who used to eat dried meat. You know I'm 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 simple, and you just need to relax. The problem would just dissipate any any difficulty that person had. And so but this he would is, also constrict. He would also constrict. In, in in jihad, he was 
he was he was the one the plan that, to constrict so that yeah because he would be the at the place where there was the maximum tension like Barah ibn Azim Barah ibn Azim radiyallahu anhu the companion he was asked who was the most who is the most generous of you or what is generosity sorry what is um, bravery and he says bravery if for us used to be the one that was next to the Prophet Sallallahu in battle. Alladhi yujanib al-Nabi and al-Ma'raka. You know, the person, if you wanted to know who was, you know, courageous in, at the time of the companions, there was only one way of finding out. We wouldn't say, oh, it's this person, that person. We would say, oh, where's the Prophet Sallallahu mm -hmm. The person next to him is going to be the bravest because he'll be in the most difficult situation, pushing at the most difficult points of the enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, at the points where they're most fragile, he would be there, Sallallahu And so, that is, you know, in, in a sense, you know, the Prophet mimicking and, you know, living the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, really carrying the, the message of Islam properly, which is to know what to do at what time <coughs> and how to do it at which time, when to do it with what proportion, which is the whole thing. The, the, the believer that is reaching perfection is the one that knows the right thing to do at the right time, the right place. That balance of knowing where everything goes and checking, like in fiqh, that's all that fiqh is. Like when you're praying, you're thinking about everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we know that. You're going to hajj, you think about everything. Fasting, you think of everything. Why is it when we deal with people, all of a sudden we let the nafs, you know, the, the ego take over? And it's the animalistic instinct that takes over rather than the rational instinct, the spiritual mm -hmm. instinct, which is. What would the Prophet Ali do? Because he's been inculcated with the names of Allah. What would he do? And but, you know what? That's a game changer for most people. Yeah. But I mean, I'm thinking, what makes this life so difficult for us is lack of understanding of karam or the daruj. Because if Allah is kareem, you know, all is set for you. He's generous, and we are we are asked to be generous. I'm saying khalaqal insana min alak, right? And then we read Iqra wa rabbukal akram Recite and your Lord is most generous And yet this whole life I mean we raise money for people on, on Radio Ramadan We we, um, we are asked to be generous We are asked to be generous because there are other people who are in difficulty They are mm. in constriction So this yeah. whole this whole kind of battle of haves and have nots people who are constricted and there are other people who are emancipated and then yeah, there is this there's people that are restricted constricted and there's people that can remove the constriction yes do you understand there's people and that this is the recognition that you are at a status where you would need to be kareem yeah you're 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 the opposite side of a coin which god has created hmm. heads or tails you know flip it up we used to play this all the time when I was young in school, we used to throw coins against the wall and then the closest would get the, the money and then throw it up and heads or tails. They would, you know, you make some money or you wouldn't make some money. So heads or tails. Are you a person who is in qabd or bust? If you're in bust, which is expansion and ease and, and financial ease, the response is generosity. If you're in, mm -hmm. in qabd, the, 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 the response is to seek Allah's sustenance and to beseech him through dua and then it trickles down, which is why the Prophet Ali wasalam, you know, he said that Al Karim Qaribu min Allahi, Qaribu min Nasi, Qaribu min Al Jannati, Baidu min Al Nar. That the Karim, the person who's generous, 
is close to Allah, close to people, close to paradise, far away from hellfire. And the person who is, you know, miserly, al-bakhil, you know, he is ba'idu min Allah, ba'idu min al-jannati, ba'idu min al-nasi, qareebu min al-nar. But far from Allah, far from people, because people hate. A person's not generous. People loathe a person's not generous, even if they're themselves bakhil. <laughs> the funny thing is you could be bakhil, you could be miserly, and you hate miserly people that are not you. You love yourself. And mm-hmm. you are distant from paradise, Prophet said. You're close to hellfire. Hellfire indicating the displeasure of Allah. Hellfire indicating distance from the pleasure of God. Distance from being mindful of Allah and Allah being mindful of you. Because this is like... Difficult difficult balance to strike though. You know, when you're... A, a very fine line between being generous and spendthrift. Hmm. Um, generous and someone who can't who's not, um, you know, prudent enough. Mm-hmm. And they, they can't think ahead. They, they, they don't know how to save. They don't know how to plan. They don't know how to budget. Mm-hmm. And then they get themselves into difficulties. You're talking about a Muslim nation here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. It's not a problem when you're an individual. When it comes to nations, then it's a bit of a problem. I agree with you there. Um, yeah. You know, the thing about, you know, then this thing goes back to the Dadruj. We just discussed the Dadruj for like last yeah. session. We discussed it in this. The whole thing is this is going to be like a matrix of different concepts that you, the whole thing is life teaches you how to balance all these concepts that are all true. Yeah. Like you have to, you can't just be Kareem and that's all you learn about your faith. Yeah. You know, where's the, where's the, the strength and steel in your, in your character? You know, where's the understanding of everything has to happen in, in stages? Like you can't help everybody at all times. You know, yes. Allah is not placed upon Surah Al-Baqarah. God is not placed upon the shoulder of people. Burdens before beyond which they can bear. No, you can That's all part. Yeah, outside. that God does not do that. And so, if it's beyond your, you're not obliged to go beyond what you're capable of doing. And in fact, certain situations you're not allowed to. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the Prophet Ali Salatullah said, Al Maru Hakubikasbihi, you know, very Hassan hadith, the Prophet that a person has more right over their own wealth, meaning there is something in making yourself self sufficient and strong that then will build civilization. Because if you're constantly, you know, if you're not putting the money into research and development, let's just say, mm-hmm. and you're just taking the fruits or giving out the fruits, you have nothing mm-hmm. long term. And this is the, the interesting thing is that you're not Allah. You're not the one that can solve all the issues in the universe. But you can do what God has given you capacity to do. And you know that and God knows that. Nobody else knows that apart from mm-hmm. you and Allah. And sometimes, in fact, you don't know it. God knows it. Which is you don't actually ponder over what you have. The capacity that we can, the change we can make. I think most times you don't. Yeah, this is the sad thing about people live their whole life not realizing they could have made so much difference. And they still can. I mean, if you're listening to this and you think you're, you're, you're past it like me, you can still make difference. You can still, you're into the 50s and you're back, knees, everything's like difficult to move. You still, you, you never know. As, as I said yesterday. It was difficult for you in your 30s, so anyway. Yeah, I remember it was difficult. But the thing is, it's not over until the, you know, I don't think you'd say this, can you? It's not all, it's not over until the fat woman sings. Was a saying in the eighties we used to talk about in opera, you know, the, the opera was the opera opera to, the opera was to be judged by the final scene, when usually this 
you know, women come out and do this amazing aria, which is this rendition of music, and, and her voice would convince everybody that this was an amazing opera. And so you might think it's rubbish until the end. But mm. ours is the same. And in, in, in Islam, we have al-amur bi-khwatimiha. You know, the way you, mm. you, you, you value things is how they finish. Mm. You know, it's not how you struggle. It's the thing that happens at the end. Like in Jannah, will you be in Jannah? Khawatim. When you're taking your last breath, what is the thing that resonates in your heart? You know, what is the thing that you, you would say before anything else if you're about to die now? Is it Allah, Ya Allah? Or is it, um, oh, I need to, oh, goodness, oh, you know, is all these things mm. you're worried about, mm. my daughter, my, you know, this and that, my money, that will come out. The thing that makes you tick, 24-7 is the thing that's going to come out. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to think, what is it that makes, you know, what is the thing that palpitates with our hearts beat? Is it love mm. of Allah and the messenger? And to be honest, if, if you got that, then subhanAllah, you're, you're, you're a lucky man or woman, because that is easy to get because it just means you need to know about Allah and the Messenger. If you know about Allah and the Messenger, it's a done deal because you cannot but fall in love. Like Ali radiallahu anhu said that um, whoever saw the Prophet for the first time was struck with awe and fear. Like you're just shaking. Whoever, you know, mixed with him, wanting to know him, just fell in love, like falling, you know, falling falling in love like you you don't have a choice you fall mm. into the well you go in and that is if you get to know the prophet and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the karam that allah has given to you and the qualities that he has and what he's given you in terms of blessings there's no way that you cannot but be granted by allah the best of endings because that's will come out inshallah in your in your final moments that's all we have with Sheikh Ruzwan today in reflections inshallah tomorrow again uh, an hour long uh, reflections with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad Surah Alaq 96 Surah of the Quran until then Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullah Alaikum Assalamu Warahmatullah